Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode two of Firehouse Confessions. My name is No Smoke Jones, and this story comes to me from a friend of mine who has since retired from the fire service, but it is a call that I've always remembered and thought about and continue to think about and change my perspective as time goes on. And so uh, my friend, he responded to a, another medical call. It was a guy in uh, cardiac arrest. He was in the backyard of someone's home and he was amongst his friends and I believe they were playing dominoes. It was dominoes or a card game. But anyway, uh, he went to full cardiac arrest in front of his friends and collapsed. And so his friends were um, begging and pleading to you know, save his life, do all you can, you know, please help him. And so they started CPR and, and um, was about to uh, defibrillate him and you know all the things that we do doing uh, protocols when somebody's in cardiac arrest. And so uh, we have these uh, we have this instrument called trauma shears and we cut articles of clothing off when need be uh, to access uh, certain body parts that we need to uh, be able to uh, obtain. And so they cut his shirt off and lo and behold he had a bra on. And so it was a, it was a uh, what my friend told me it was a very like frilly lacy kind of uh, woman's bra and so uh, his friends were kind of taken aback as as were the medical professionals who were there and so you know his friends didn't really have any words whatsoever other than you know I'm not going to use any uh, any explicit language here but um, they uncovered his bra and so uh, they cut that off as well and then for some reason or another they, they went to his pants too and um, when they got to his pants, he indeed had on well, women's panties. And so now everybody's just, just kind of just taken aback. And so, but the, the thing here is that uh, his friends, once they saw this, they just became irate and they, they no longer cared about his life, which is a shame. And not only did they not care, they were um, yelling just several homophobic slurs and just um, homophobic epithets that I'm not gonna repeat on the air. And so, the guy, you know, he ended up dying. He got transported, but he didn't make it. And so we went back to the firehouse. You know, we had a big laugh over the, over this incident that occurred, not because of firemen or, or callous people that, you know, please understand that, you know, whenever we run calls and somebody loses their life or we witness something tragic, a lot of times the way we deal with that is with humor. Um, you know the saying, you have to laugh to keep from crying? Well, that's, that's kind of the same way uh, oftentimes this plays out. But so whenever we go on a call and when somebody loses their life or you know, something horrific happens, uh, we try to make light of the situation. And so we did just that. Um, we made light of the situation, just thought that was just the funniest thing that this guy that, and you would have never had suspected that, you know, they were wearing garments um, underneath his clothing. Um, we just had a kick out of that. And so as time has went on, I've thought about this call uh, many times. And so today, um, when I think about this call, I, I'm kind of saddened by it. Not the fact that he, you know, I'm sad that he lost his life, but I'm saddened by the fact that this guy, um, however he identified, whether he just liked wearing women's clothing, whether he was indeed identified as a um, homosexual, you know, whatever his story was, he felt that he could not go to anybody um, about it. And so uh, he felt that he felt the need to conceal this from the people who he probably trusted the most, which was his friends. And so there's something sad about that, that you know you can live a life and feel a certain way and think that you have nobody to express that to. And so that, that, that leaves me sad. But when I think about that situation in my profession, uh, we're not any different. I mean, in my region, we have no openly gay male firefighters. And so 
statistically, that's, that's almost impossible. Uh, this region is too big and we have too many members of career departments um, in this region to not have gay firefighters. We know they exist, but because of the culture, because of the stigma, they still do not uh, feel that they, they, don't, they don't trust us enough to come out because of the potential backlash and ridicule, and ridicule that they may receive. And so that also makes me sad because in the fire service, we are very close. I mean, a third of our life are spent with our brothers and sisters in the fire service. I mean, we eat together, we sleep in the same storm, uh, dorm together, uh, we shower together. I mean, we know literally just about every single detail about you know each other's family, our personal life, our relationships. Um, yeah, we, we're that close. And so the fact that firefighters still think or still believe, and I'm not saying that they're not right, um, they still believe that they cannot come forward with something that's, you know, very, very much a part of them, um, how they identify. They cannot come forward to their brothers and sisters out of fear of backlash. It's sad. And so that's one thing I wish the fire service um, would make great strides in, in letting people be who they are. Um, your sexual orientation has nothing to do with your ability to do this job. And so I'm personally not threatened by that. I'm very secure in what I am. And so what you choose to be is none of my business. But I also don't want you to feel like you have to conceal that because I don't understand or I won't support you. And there's a saying that, you know, when you talk to your friends, your real friends understand. And I disagree with that statement because understanding is not a requisite for friendship. Love is. There may be situations where one of my friends come to me and I, I completely do not understand what they're going through. That does not mean that I'm still not their friend. That's not, that doesn't mean that I'm still not going to support them. I'm still not going to be there for them. Love is the only requisite for friendship. And so my advice to you today, my listeners, is be whoever you are. Uh, there's nothing good. Nothing good has ever came from concealing something about yourself, especially your identity. And so concealment only leads to depression and sometimes anger and rage and all kind of negative feelings because you're not being true to yourself. And so if the people around you, if you feel that they're not going to support you and be there for you and love you, um, no matter what, then you, you probably need to choose better friends. And there's nothing wrong with that. So be who you are, you know, pick good friends, pick a good support system, and never be afraid to share your personal story, who you are, and how you identify yourself. I'm No Smoke Jones. I'm signing off. Y'all have a good day.